Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Thanks for listening to the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Sponsored by FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com, the leader in single-day fantasy sports contests. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up-to-the-minute industry news. Time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of daily fantasy sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia. Head Chopper joins us now to talk about this weekend in daily fantasy football. Now on the podcast, Napster Man. And game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what is going on? want to welcome you to this Monday edition of the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. I'm, of course, Sam Dan Bach. show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. And i uh, got to say thanks and congratulations to uh, all of our winners and everybody who was able to play in our single-entry series over there on FanDuel. Let's give some credit, give some depth to those uh, six people who are going to be competing out in Miami in a couple of weeks' time for that $30,000 extra payday. So here we are, our six single-entry series winners. The Truth, 7000 got it done this past week. The Doctor, Fenny3587, a Puma FL, Damien J24, and I win Big 21. Uh, I'll be out there in Miami, and uh, be sure to come by and say hi, and one of you is going to win the crown, probably win a little nice little trophy, and uh, of course... Uh, a piece of $30,000. All you're going to be uh, getting a nice little payday out there in South Beach. So uh, definitely uh, want to give them some congrats because uh, fun series that we were able to do. And hopefully you enjoyed that over at FanDuel for the last month and a half or so. Uh, just so you know, tonight on FanDuel, one of the last finals we've got out there for the World Fantasy Basketball Championship. They've got two of them tonight. I believe it's 96 and 97, uh, I believe. We'll have to double-check on that one. But just a handful of seats left, and the final ones always fill super fast. So we've got a $12 one at the 97, and uh, 98, by the way, is at 333. So that one is definitely going to sell out. 100 entry max on that one, and uh, yeah, that one's probably going to sell out by like noon here today. So uh, if you want to play in the higher stakes one, smaller field, get into that one. The $12, plenty of room today, but uh, last opportunity to try and score that trip to Miami. Uh, I need to go and play. It's fun to go to these things and do the coverage, but it's light years better to go and actually be a participant. So uh, taking a few more shots here um, on this Monday. Hopefully we can get it done. Looks like a great slate. We're going to go over that here in just a moment as well. Fun weekend in Daily Fantasy. Uh, congrats to uh, STL Cardinals, who uh, made a nice run in the golf tournament uh, over there on DraftKings and the dog leg. I think he finished maybe second in that one or top five for sure. And uh, got a nice little payday, a good Sunday sweat for him. So uh, love seeing uh, some members of Team RG have some success. So good job, uh, Mr. STL. Uh, I don't know about you, but I just love 
love grinding DFS NASCAR, which is funny because I'm you wouldn't think I'm a NASCAR guy. Like I grew up in the Midwest, you know, suburbanite, you know, not really somebody ingrained in in NASCAR. And the thing about it is uh, I really get a kick out of doing the research for it because it's so freaking simple to do, especially when you've got Stevie's package because basically everything you need to know is in that package to begin with. He gives you all the uh, the notes that you need for practice times and uh, gives, you know, kind of his selections for GPPs and tournaments. But it's so easy to make lineups. Uh, you know, the research for me doesn't take more than maybe an hour, hour and a half and uh, I just love the sweat you get from that from that uh, event. So uh, I've had a lot of success with it. Much credit to Stevie and his uh, and his package. And that sounded really really bad, uh, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but uh, I definitely got a kick out of watching the race this week. And my non DFS thoughts here uh, on the Monday coming from the weekend was the NASCAR fight. And it's funny because like. There's definitely, like, NASCAR fans, I think, who, um, like, see me give commentary on Twitter or whatnot and then get upset um, because, like, I'm not, like, true NASCAR guy. I'm just kind of degenerate DFS player, and I look at things differently, might not know the history. And I don't know, um, you know, whether what happened in the final lap between uh, Kyle Busch and Joey Logano was dirty or not dirty, but all I know is... Find me somebody who doesn't like a good driver fight, and uh, they're un-American. I'm telling you, that was great. Except, here's the problem. And this is where I have an issue, because I don't know who's in the right or the wrong. Maybe it's classless to want to fight after uh, a NASCAR race, but obviously, when you get spun out in the final lap, you know, you're pretty upset. You're emotional or whatnot. But make sure when you go in for the fight that you actually fight... The opposing driver, because the thing about these drivers are, and I've met a few of them out there, is they're usually pretty small guys, uh, because fitting in those cars is not particularly easy to do when you're like six foot five. I know there's been a, a couple of tall guys out there, but typically these guys are skinny and short and probably not particularly great fighters, to say the very least. So make sure that you get in the fight with the actual driver. Because where Kyle Busch, who is a bit of a red ass himself, uh, you know, when he went to go after Joey Logano, instead, you know, he got the business end of a fight with the Joey Logano's pit crew, which if you don't know anything about NASCAR, and I don't know much, but I do know like the pit crew guys these, these days are usually like former college football players and stuff like that. Certainly like the Jackman are, like they're literally like weightlifters and whatnot. They're not... Um, you know, guys that you probably want to get into a fight with when you're a scrawny driver and, uh, nothing like seeing a little blood in the head on, on Kyle Busch. Uh, so just Kyle, next time, make sure when you go for that encounter, you know, you got to walk up to him and then say, Hey, just like you're going to talk to him and then you go for the fight. You just can't go in swinging because, you know, got to protect his boys, got to, got to protect the moneymaker there in Joey Logano, so uh, I got a kick out of that, so that was a great finish to uh, uh, this week in NASCAR, obviously a few things happened in the final lap, that's gonna, it's gonna take place, swung some money of course, but uh, enjoyable sweat for myself, alright, well enough about NASCAR, let's get to NBA hoops for tonight, we got a great slate too, you know, I really like Friday's slate, 
had some really solid teams too. Got burned by um, Tyreek Evans um, miss uh, or you know scratch, and that's going to happen in DFS. But another spot where uh, I look at myself and you're like disappointed in yourself. It was a front end of a back to back. I guess I could have thought like they were gonna they were gonna sit him in the back end, but I didn't even recognize that, and that was kind of my failing. But what a S show we had on Saturday night in DFS. I was going to play, and then I saw basically everyone's was out. Everybody was out. It was a joke. And, uh, you know, there's ABC sitting there. Hey, don't miss ABC Saturday Night Basketball. This showdown in the Western Conference between San Antonio and Golden State. And literally everyone who's any good is sitting out this game. So it was Patty Mills versus Sean Livingston next on ABC. Yeah, that couldn't have made them particularly happy, I would think. But uh, tonight, I'm hoping we don't see that. I think the worst of that like stretch of games where everybody was like 5-7 and seven is maybe passed us by. And uh, eight games here tonight. So uh, we're going to go through these. And I'm really liking the makeup of this one. So uh, let's get into it here. Uh, again, we're going to look uh, at it game by game here tonight and eight games uh, on the schedule. We'll start with Chicago and the Charlotte Hornets. Looks like this game is checking in at uh, under 200 and Charlotte's been playing a little bit better defense here lately. You know, I, I said it on Friday's show that Orlando game really kind of worried me a little bit because I just saw that low, low total and I, I just wasn't comfortable with it. And we had heavy ownership on Kemba Walker that day that really didn't pan out. That, of course, was uh, a couple of games after we had the uh, the big outings from uh, from Alfred Payton. So I know a lot of people were uh, excited to roster him that day and he didn't quite uh, play to that same level. So we'll see what today has in order. A few salary changes here. I think we got to take note of, but uh, let's get into it. Uh, we'll start with, uh, you know, some of the top price per point guys. Again, make sure you use our projections. If you're not doing it, it makes your life just so much easier. Uh, Cody Zeller today uh, checks in at uh, 5k on FanDuel. Uh, here's a guy who's played, let's see, uh, minutes-wise, uh, 39, 31, 42, 34 in the last four games. Hasn't done great, but, you know, hasn't been terrible. But when you talk about usage below 10%, that is bad. Like, that is really, really bad. And that's where he's been the last three games. Now, I think he can actually improve upon that a little bit. We've seen games where he's had a 33, a 32, a 30, a 32, just going through the game, log, game logs. So he definitely has 30 fantasy point upside. Um, but we got to make sure and, and see what the uh, situation is with um, Frank Kaminsky. When he returns, I think we're going to see Zeller's minutes really dwindle. And if he's not really getting it done in 39 minutes, he's definitely not going to get it done when it comes down to about you know 28 to 30. So um, Zeller right now, he's kind of wait and see mode, but a decent enough value maybe for you at that sp- at that center spot. And then another guy who's starting to uh, get a little bit more in the rotation is is Joffrey Laverne. Played that 28-minute game versus Orlando. Followed it up with a 16 and 17. He is at true men's salary. I don't think we can probably go there. The thing about this about him though is Charlotte is such a desirable matchup for centers, uh, especially you know when they're banged up like they are. So probably the safer bet would be just to go up about a thousand. 
and uh, and get Robin Lopez. I think we can like pencil him in for at you know twenty five minutes, and uh, I think he could probably get us twenty five fantasy points. Again, not a guy who has high usage, but just to put in perspective, you know, Robin Lopez, you know, is right usually around. 18 to 22 in the usage department. Um, and I just told you Cody Zeller had been under 10. And it's not like Robin Lopez gets any sort of usage for real in that offense. So uh, that's the drawback of Zeller. So uh, Lopez, he's he's all right. And he's probably even a safer option than Cody Zeller in some regards, but uh, saving you 400 off of Zeller. Um, the other value who really stood out the other night, and I wasn't on him, and I'm kind of glad I wasn't because, well, he didn't play that great against Orlando, but wasn't terrible, um, and that's Jeremy Lamb. I guess he was at 24 fantasy points at 3,800. You'll take that all day long. So he wasn't somebody who um, who hurt you, and he followed up with a 25 fantasy point day that next game, and simply uh, injuries have caused him to be on the floor a lot more and uh, he's done pretty good in that capacity. So at 4K, he's probably uh, another guy to keep your eye on here, uh, assuming that uh, we've got O'Brien and Kaminsky kind of remain out of the game. His minutes have been um, ticking upwards. Uh, Jimmy Butler here and Kemba Walker. Jimmy finally has a little bit of a, a drop in salary. He had been in the 9Ks for a while. Now he's at 8,900, and he just hasn't been – the Jimmy Butler we've all come to expect. I mean, only 29 fantasy points there um, against Charlotte, uh, or excuse me, against Houston. Boston was like at 20 fantasy points. So really tough on a, on a day like today to be using him in cash games. Uh, I think if you want to stack him up with Kemba Walker, that's probably the way that I would do it. But again, this game sitting under 200, and this is a guy who in a game of what, 230 or 225, whatever it was versus Houston, didn't even reach 30 fantasy points. So I definitely think there's risk there. Um, you know, uh, at 8,900, I think we want to have 50 fantasy point upside. We haven't seen that since um, January the 29th. So it's been a while with Jimmy Butler. Just feels like the Bulls are kind of in in tank mode here. And, uh, and Butler just, you know, 11 shots, 12 shots the last two games. I mean, he's a guy who, you know, doesn't, Always shoot 20 shots, but he hasn't, you know, he had one game in the last five, uh, six, seven games that he's gone over, uh, you know, 20 shots in a game. So zero free throws for him last game. I mean, certainly there were some outliers that stood out there, and and maybe this is a rebound spot because uh, they played the 6th, the 8th, the 10th, the 12th. So, um, you know, and then back end of a back-to-back today. So uh, we'll see. Just probably not the best spot to to be rostering him at. Now, Kemba on the flip side at 8,400. I think he's a tad bit more in play here against Chicago. Um, The DVP on Chicago against point guards is uh, 23rd. And uh, Kemba, super consistent performer. You know, even that day against Orlando, uh, they certainly didn't need him. Only took 13 shots that day. Uh, He's a guy who you want around 20 shots. And he's actually been there in five of his last six so uh, 12 assists, 8 boards that last game versus New Orleans, almost a 49-burger. I expect him to be fairly popular today despite the low total. Uh, there is some value, of course, at point guard potentially tonight, but a very safe option there. Um, Rondo at 4.8K. Uh, I don't know. I just 
I can't play Rondo. Um, no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, Portis, Cameron Payne. Uh, Marvin Williams has been playing really good, but finally got juiced up in the salary department to, the, to a level that I, I just can't pay. Um, but I guess other people will. I mean, he's been at 46 and 45 fantasy points each of the last two games. I can't believe he went 12 for 20 from the field. I can't believe that, um, but he did. He scored you 46 fantasy points last game, 10, 18, 12, 5, and 12. That's the rebounding total, so clearly he's picked that up since um, we've seen the departure of a few of those bigs, so he's kind of picked up the slack there. I just can't do it, and you know, if, if Marvin Williams beats me, then Marvin Williams beats me at 6,500. I'm, I'm just not going to play him at that price. And then um, that's pretty much all. Again, not my favorite game here on the slate. Uh, Let's move to Toronto and Dallas. Another game under 200 at 195. And, uh, you know, Corey Joseph uh, still playing point guard with Kyle Lowry out. And, you know, he's been all right. You know, last couple games, he's stunk against Miami. Just terrible in 22 minutes. Uh, But really at his best game of the season, certainly as a starter against Atlanta, um, played well against Milwaukee, which is a tough matchup for 31 fantasy points. So he definitely has that 30 fantasy point upside that I kind of alluded to. And I think we can throw out that last game against Miami. That was a uh, third and four nights for them, back end of a back-to-back. So uh, I think a much better situation here against Dallas Yogi Ferrell. So uh, I, let's hope he doesn't get benched. Once again, I don't think he will. Um He's fine today. Uh, there's, again, other value, but I don't hate him. Fair price on DraftKings as well. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas starting to get hot a little bit. I'm not really going there, although this is a matchup versus Dallas, which uh, should have a lot of rebounds to be had. I just don't really like the total. I actually prefer him in games where they need him to play big. Um, I don't think this game they need him to play big, uh, considering it's Nerland's Noel, maybe Dirk Nowitzki, probably. So I don't think this game really fits Valanciunas much. I don't think he's going to get more than 20, 22 minutes. So I'll probably check out on him. Barnes feels way too cheap at 6,100, but he hasn't really made a ton of value here lately. That's the kind of problem we've had. Uh, Good against Phoenix, but everybody's good against Phoenix. He also took... 14 free throws that day, which is a heavy outlier for him there. The 26 that he got against Brooklyn, much more in line. Seven for 15, seven rebounds. Um, You know, that's about the projection I put at him. And 6,100, man, you know, I think he can get into the mid-30s. We've seen it plenty of time here. Um, The price is just cheap enough where he's probably going to make some lineups of mine tonight. Um, besides that, not much that I am in love with in this game. DeMar DeRozan, still just too expensive expensive on FanDuel at 9400 uh, Again, DraftKings, you get an eight uh, or a $1,000 uh, drop-off. And again, the, it seemed to have no legs there. You know, took 30 shots against Atlanta, 47 fantasy points. And then the following game against Miami, 5 for 16, um, 24 fantasy points. So that was just a really bad spot on the road. Uh, now they're, what, at home against Dallas. I think he can get back to uh, getting back into the 40s. I think he's a great play over there on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, though, uh, nah, man, I just hate kind of paying that price on him in a game that's got a 195 total here. So uh, I think it's kind of a stay away for me. Um 
Steph Curry at 59, love him back under 6K here. Uh, really stunk it up against Phoenix, and shot wasn't falling there. Uh, again, back end of a back-to-back for him in that matchup against uh, playing Brooklyn the day before. So um, we've got his projection at 21. I think that's way too low today. Uh, I think the the right number for him is about 26, 27 here and uh, at 5,900, that's not the worst. So uh, make sure you bump up that projection we have on our model right now. Um, other value for you, maybe Damari Carroll, um, just on the cheap. He's 4,200 uh, on DraftKings. He's 37, so you get a little bit uh, uh, more of uh, salary relief there. You know, if he would sit, then maybe Norman Powell, but. I don't know if Carroll's going to sit here. He sat that last game on a back end of a back-to-back, so that made a little bit of sense. But, uh, again, not my top game to uh, to go after today. Uh, next one, it's the Washington Wizards versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota's been playing really good. Total at this one, 214. That's actually pretty fair for this game. Minnesota doesn't play fast, so it is paced down, and it's going to make it harder to roster a guy like John Wall on FanDuel at 10-7 is just too much. He's uh, over 10K on DraftKings too, so I don't really see him being too much in play today. Um, but if you wanted to stack this game up, then he's a piece that you're going to want. But I just, just don't feel like you're going to exceed your your value threshold very much with John Wall tonight at that number. And uh, Carl Anthony Towns, you know, he is really priced up on DraftKings. You could almost say he's underpriced at 10-5 on FanDuel, and he's just been money in the bank. You know, his worst game um, feels like over the last, his worst game since January 15th, or after January 15th, was 37 fantasy points. He did that twice. Every other game has been 37 or more, so you're talking about an enormous floor here. Um, the matchup versus Gortat, it's all right, um, and can kind of be said that uh, you know this matchup could go a couple of ways. You could count him power forward, and then it comes in at 24th, uh, 13th at the center position, so depending on how that matchup falls. Towns is fine. I just don't know if he fits my, my builds here today. Love him in 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 any sort of you know ability to get him stacked up. I just don't know how viable that necessarily is today. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad at three point five k moved back to the bench and was all right versus Golden State in that game, but did not do much against Milwaukee. So I think we got to stay away from him unless for whatever reason he come into the starting lineup. And if he does, then uh, count me in there. Gorgie Jang popping in our. Uh, projections here this morning as well at uh, just 5.3k. I don't really ever play Gorgie Jang. I just don't feel like there's a ton of upside there, but you could say he's been at 30 fantasy points in uh, two of his last four games, so um, that is certainly not bad. Uh, First game versus Washington played really well as well, 34 fantasy points that day. So if I could pencil him in for 34 again tonight at 5.3, I'd take it. I just, you know, don't, I think that's you know, if you want to talk about the realm of outcomes there, I think there's maybe like a 25% chance, you know, that happens tonight, maybe a little bit higher, 30, 35% chance um, that he hits it. And you always have that like 15 fantasy point floor there with, uh, with Gorgie Jang, which is, is a bit scary, of course. Uh, Andrew Wiggins at 7-3 today is kind of falling off a cliff. 
the last few games. You know, he got hot there for a while, but uh, 17, 18, 27, 21, 27. Uh, I don't know if this is quite a get-right spot for him. Let's see, last game versus Washington. Uh, he had a monster, 47 fantasy points, scored 41 real-life points in that game. Uh, price on him is 7-3. Don't love the matchup. Um DVP-wise and going against Otto Porter, he's not a bad defender by any stretch. 7-3, though, is interest is, is low enough where I'm maybe interested. Looks like on DraftKings, he's 7,100, so you get a little bit of savings there. So, uh, But interestingly enough, Ricky Rubio, the same price, or actually 100 cheaper on FanDuel than Andrew Wiggins. And I'll be curious if people continue to roster him. With the salary being at a season high for him, this is a guy who's at 5,800 like uh, a few months ago. Now he's up to 72, but he hasn't been under 30 fantasy points uh, since the 24th of uh, 24th of February, and you know was had bad, one bad game, and then you know three before that was really really good. So he's been super steady. Uh, figured out his role in this offense as facilitator. Assist numbers are great. Always solid on the steals and double-digit shots in four straight games, which is a bit unusual uh, for him. But uh, I don't think it's necessarily kind of an outlier. Like I feel like his role has changed since you know something has changed with this team that corresponds with Rubio's emergence, and that's seeing Zach Levine not be around. So uh, I think he's intriguing today, even at seventy-two hundred. Probably going to have low ownership in this matchup. Uh, Otto Porter looks a little cheap at 6,200. He's played well the last couple games. Uh, what, 40 and 32 and 35. Now, those are really pace-up games versus Portland, Sacramento, and Denver. So I kind of understand uh, why people might say, eh, I don't know if he can quite keep that going. Uh, was solid enough that last game against Minnesota, 31 fantasy points. Again, Minnesota, the one thing they really struggle with is, uh, you know, guarding that three-point line. Otto Porter, not a... Horrible three-point shooter at times. Um, he's going to get looks. So if he knocks those down, you're in a pretty good spot. Now, Beal is the guy who clearly, you know, is going to be the biggest threat from that three-point line. 10, 9, 7, 5, 5, 8, 6, 10, 7. Those are his three-point attempts lately. And he's been playing at a pretty high level here uh, with, uh, what, 37, 58, 33, 32, 46, 41. Uh, 8K, you know, you can probably go and find... Uh, a few guys uh, cheaper than him today, but there's a lot of safety in that in this matchup here, I think, uh, for him. At a 214, and again, the first two games we've already talked about, under 200. Uh, you can't really go wrong, I think, with Bradley Beal tonight. Uh, all right, that's kind of all I got. Not really looking at Markeith Morris today at 6-1. Uh, Bielitsa at 4.2. Eh. Not really a huge Bielitsa guy, uh, probably not going there. But the minutes have been nice, over 30 in each of the last two. 4,200, though, eh, probably uh, a pass for me. All right, let's get to uh, this game, San Antonio and Atlanta. We don't have a line in this one. I think they're waiting to see what the status is of Kawhi Leonard. But we do know that Tony Parker... Uh, is going to miss this game, and uh, boy, that should mean a handful of shots should be going to Patty Mills here 
once again. And we'll see what who else decides to sit in this one. I mean, I think the biggest upgrade for him is going to be if we have no Kawhi Leonard or no LaMarcus Aldridge here. Uh, Mills took 13 shots in 21 minutes against Golden State. They blew him out, so that's why the minutes were low. 30 fantasy points that day, had 35 against Sacramento a couple of games prior. He seems to be the obvious choice here today um, it, with a bunch of people potentially stand, uh, sitting out. So lots of value there. David Lee, another guy where you can find some good value. I always get nervous, you know, rolling these San Antonio guys out. But 4700 we've got him projected at 26 today. It's probably a little bit high just because... I don't know what the minutes are going to be like. That means a fantasy point a minute if he goes 25 minutes. Um, He could reach that, I suppose, and that's probably where he's been at a good chunk of the season. But um, if you need value of power forward, I guess he kind of is an option for you tonight. We saw Ginobili have a really nice game the first time a whole bunch of people were out. Then he kind of took a rest. Uh, We'll see what he does. But 25 against Golden State, 34 against Sacramento. He is cheap at 3,900. And then uh, Pau Gasol, again, if we've got no Leonard and certainly if we've got no Aldridge tonight, uh, Pau's a guy whose minutes have kind of been down in 20 against Golden State, 23 against OKC, 16 against Sacramento. Again, that was a rough stretch. They played the 6th, the 8th, the 9th, the 11th. Had a couple of days off now in the 13th, so uh, Pau could be a sneaky option for you in GPPs after kind of burn people. 5,400 on DraftKings as well. Now, on the Atlanta side of things, not a lot to love because San Antonio is still a pretty good defensive team. Millsap feels a bit underpriced, certainly over there on DK at under 7K. And, you know, that's that's the site you, if you want to play against San Antonio and play against Utah, if you want to kind of fade those good defensive teams, or excuse me, uh, you know, not fade, but uh, play players against those good defensive teams, immediately go and fire up DraftKings because it's factored into their algorithm. And Millsap, just too darn cheap over there, especially um, if we would be without a guy like uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know, Millsap should be able to eat David Lee, I would think, for lunch. So uh, I don't, you know, draft on FanDuel at 78, I don't think you need to do it because there's some risk involved. Spurs are just a decent defensive defensive team. And we got to see what this total kind of checks in at. But DraftKings, regardless of what happens, uh, certainly a guy I have my eye on. Schroeder at 61 over there on DK. Okay with him there. Uh, Howard at uh, 62. Again, all these guys feel somewhat interesting on DraftKings. I just don't want to press that button over on FanDuel if I certainly don't have to. Uh, so there you go. That is, uh, that's the look at that game. Let's move on to Milwaukee. And Memphis, uh, Seth Yates pointed something out. Um, he writes our slam dunk uh, incentive feature about Memphis being one of the worst defensive teams in the league the second half of the season. And the numbers really don't lie. It's like Cleveland and then and then uh, Memphis. So they are not playing really good D here. The total at this one is 200. And that's not particularly high, though. And maybe being at home is going to help them just a little bit here. Uh, looking uh, for potential options, Marcus Saul. I do not mind him at all against Milwaukee. This feels like a matchup he should be able to excel in. Obviously, had that really bad game against Atlanta, under 20 fantasy points, but pretty much of an outlier. Uh, looking through, uh, 
you know, his logs this season. He just doesn't usually hit that very often. Uh, had 33 fantasy points that first matchup against Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, eight points, 18 points, what, five rebounds, six assists. Like, pretty run-of-the-mill game for him. He could probably even do better than that. Um, so, Marcus Gasol, a little bit interesting for us here today. Uh, Value-wise, we got Jermichael Green popping a little bit at 4K. I believe he is uh, back in that starting lineup, starting ahead of uh, Brandon Wright. Real big game against Atlanta last time out. 8 for 12, 11 rebounds that day, 34 fantasy points. Again, a team in Milwaukee that does not rebound particularly well. He could be in play for you. A little bit more expensive on uh, on DK at 4,300. So get a little bit of value on him on FanDuel tonight. Uh, Chandler Parsons at min salary. I, I just... Can't do it, but DVP-wise, really sets up nice at 28th. Uh, I don't think that you're going to have um, Giannis Antetokounmpo guarding uh, Chandler Parsons. I just don't think that's going to be the matchup. He'll probably have Chris Middleton on him. Um, and uh, Parsons, yeah, a little bit interesting. If he can get to 25, I might be interested. Just don't know if that's going to happen in this kind of lowish total. Minutes still restricted for him. Uh, Middleton priced up at 6.5, and that's, you know, the number he should be at. So good job, FanDuel, getting him to where he should be. The minutes, pretty secure now. Doesn't seem like they're uh, slowing him down. He played back end of the back-to-back and 3-4 and and went 27-37 and 33 fantasy points. 26 and 22 uh, were the fantasy points, or sorry, those were the minutes, and then he had 26 and 22 fantasy points in that back-to-back situation against Minnesota and Indiana. Or Indiana. Um, so he's just too pricey. Like, 6100 I might buy it. 65 i I'm probably going to side with not likely here. Um, but if he has Chandler Parsons' defense, that could be interesting. Although he or Tony Allen, you know, We'll see where Allen ends up. He's probably going to get some antenna kumpo, I would think. Uh, we'll keep our eye on the news with um, Malcolm Brogdon. I know he missed, I think it was game on Friday. Uh, but Della Vidova just can't do it. Not not, not the matchup for me. Uh, Conley here at 7-6. He's interesting, but you just don't take point guards versus Milwaukee. You just don't do it. Um, but solid production here. He's been what 30 he had one two three four five straight games of 40 and then followed up with a 31 and a 22 against Atlanta and the Clippers uh I think he's fine on a GPP punt but don't play him in cash games Giannis uh, against Memphis let's see how he managed that last matchup because he's a guy who's kind of been all over the map had a small stretch there where it was not very pretty against what was that Cleveland and Denver and then uh, bounce back there for a little bit. Uh, let's see, previous matchup versus Memphis. Uh, he was pretty good, to say the least. 27 points, six boards, five assists, four steals, and four blocks. So clearly a little bit of an outlier on the steals and blocks department. Um, but everything else, pretty much you, what you'd come to expect. We've got him projected at 46. I think that's actually a pretty fair number on him today in this matchup. Uh, Tony Allen kind of interesting at 41, but his minutes have kind of ticked down a little bit since everybody else has, has kind of been healthy. It's only been over 20 fantasy points once in the last uh, six games, so not a guy that's uh, really popping too much for me. Uh, last time against Milwaukee, looks like he might have sat that day. Yeah, I don't see him in that matchup, so I uh, must have had the day off that day. Uh, all right, let's get to another one. Clippers Jazz. Guess what? We don't have a line on this one, but 
on the road in in Utah. You got to think this line's going to check in at like 201 maybe tops. So another spot where it's really tough to get excited about uh, players for DFS. Good thing we've got two more games because the next two are pretty interesting. Uh, the guys that I would look at, though, we got to keep our, our, our eyes peeled on Rudy Gobert today at 7.8. Not that he's anybody that I'm looking to play necessarily. Um, last game against the Clippers was good, not great at 30 fantasy points, but he did miss that last game. So uh, if he would be out, Jeff Withy would probably draw the start at min salary. Uh, you could probably fire him up, to be honest with you, uh, going against uh, DeAndre Jordan. You know, Last game against OKC, 22 minutes, 13 fantasy points. Not great, but um, he's an option potentially uh but guys that stand out for me Rodney Hood a little bit four five feels a little bit too cheap here not a good matchup I know DVP wise they're pretty tough versus the shooting guard position ranked fifth so uh probably not a top option for me today but he kind of stands off the page is a bit underpriced um again DraftKings this is where you can roster these guys you get uh, DeAndre Jordan at 6300 or excuse me, 6,500 over there. You get Blake Griffin at uh, 8,300 uh, on DK. That's just too cheap for him. You get Chris Paul at 8,200. And of course, you know, Chris Paul, did he finally have a good game? Of course he did. Season high, 30 real life points that day against Philadelphia after I played him God knows how many times in a row and been burned. Um, 11 for 16. I mean, I, I, he still has those games in him. Just hard to project that it's going to be versus uh, Utah here. George Hill at 6-1. Again, going to be drawing some uh, some Chris Paul defense likely. Um, was terrible that last game versus the Clippers. 2 for 11. Uh, probably a better option for us. Just not a game that I'm excited to uh, roster too many guys from. So uh, I'm probably going to pass here. Let's move on to Orlando and Sacramento. Definitely some guys we can look at here. Uh, maybe FanDuel's smarter than the rest of us, uh, having Terrence Ross so cheap. I mean, Terrence Ross is really morphing into uh, a treadmill. If you don't know what that means, a guy who just sits around and collects dust and doesn't really do anything for our fantasy lineups, because uh, 18, 4, 19, 12, that's his production, and he's played 32, 27, 31, 35. Those are the minutes he's played the last four games. And it's not like, oh, they just happen to be missing their, you know, number one scorer on the team. Oh, yeah, they were. So I don't know if it's going to get much better or much worse. Uh, just doesn't do a whole lot. 4,200. I guess he's got 30 fantasy points in him. We've seen it. Uh, we know Sacramento stinks versus wings, so there's some case to be made, but I feel like I'd rather have Fournier for a little bit more expensive. He's 1300 more in this matchup, and uh, I feel like you know we've got his projection at 27. I'd tick that up to about 31 today. Um, I'm fine with him. Uh, I'm guessing Vucevic returns. You know, he played last game and uh, played pretty well. He is 7.5. The concerning thing was... Uh, just 27 minutes. Now, he got 20 shots in in 27 minutes, got 16 rebounds uh, against Cleveland, you know, 39 fantasy points. Solid, solid day for him. Uh, I just don't know exactly that uh, that I can kind of go back to the well at that price tag on him with those minutes. 
kind of fallen off. And then Alfred Payton, of course, you know, he got red hot there for a while um, and cooled off against Charlotte, what, 29 that day, uh, followed up with a 33 against uh, Cleveland. But I just love the minutes, um, 34, 35, 34. When he's been over 30, he's gotten you 30 fantasy points and nearly got there in 26 against Charlotte. So, uh, I think we go back to the well on him a little bit at 6,900 versus Sacramento team. That just is not good. We've got a total of 207 in this one. So we should see some points scored. Um, and then uh, Aaron Gordon, the last guy from the Orlando side that uh, I'd give much consideration to. You know, he definitely didn't uh, play bad in that last game against Cleveland when Vooch was there. 16 points, five boards, three assists. The minutes were at 30. Uh, shots were right on par with what we've seen before. So nothing really changed too much for him. Uh, usage might have been down just a little bit, but 5600 with that salary, I think he's in play today. Now the mess that is Sacramento, and uh, man, it's tough to figure out where you want to go versus this team. Admittedly, Orlando not very good versus Biggs. you got to think Costa Kufis has 22, 23 fantasy points in him. If that's good enough for you at 4400 then roster him up. I just... Don't know if that's good enough for me. 3,900 on DraftKings, a little bit more interesting of a play for me there. Now, Cauley Stein, he's another guy that you just don't know which one's going to show up. The one with 40 fantasy point upside or the one that gives you in the teens. And, um, you know, last game versus Denver looked like a really good setup for him. Went three for 11 from the field. Got bailed out with, uh, you know, seven from eight from the free throw line. Uh, Rebounds were light for him that day. We got him at 26. It's probably the right number, but I think I'm using Stein only in GPPs. I actually think Aaron Gordon's just a safer kind of cash game play if you wanted to choose between those two. And then you've got the uh, dilemma around all these guards here. Tyreek Evans burned me the other day and, of course, sat. uh, Came back the next day and played 23 minutes, gave you 25 fantasy points. You know, if if he plays in the upper 20s, like he's a fantasy a point uh, per minute guy. Haven't checked the schedule here on Sacramento. If they obviously play tomorrow, uh, buyer beware on that one. The most consistent minutes though has been to Buddy Heald here lately. 30, 36 in each of the last two, 26 and 23 fantasy points. Now uh, six of eight shooting, a little bit heavy for him. Um, but the previous game, you know, he went uh, seven for 16, which I think is more kind of in line with what we see. Um, but He's an option today at just 4,200, I think, um, for the Sacramento Kings. He's a guy that uh, I'll give definitely a little bit of credence to on FanDuel uh, at that price. Um, Darren Collison. No, I think that there's more value coming in that next game at the uh, point guard spot, so I don't see me really rostering him today. Uh, I don't play Aaron Aflalo. That's pretty much all we've got here. Let's move on to the final game, and I think it's the most interesting one of the day. It is the Lakers. It is the Nuggets. Obviously a 230 total, fairly close spread here, I think. And, um, yeah, there's value galore here. And, boy, the Lakers, are they ever tanking? Who'd they start? Like David Nwumba or something? I had legitimately never heard of this guy. They are just in, like, full tank mode to make sure that, uh, you know, they're pick is what top three I think top three or top four uh, protected and uh, boy they pulled out all the stops moving Zubik and um, moving Zubik and uh, what's his name Um, Nwumba into the starting lineup versus uh, you know a pretty pitiful uh, Philadelphia team 
Now, uh, Zubik, I think, is actually kind of intriguing here. He is a guy that the Lakers have said, Magic Johnson in particular, saying, hey, I want to see this guy play 30 minutes. I want to see what he's got. And what a better matchup for it to happen than this one uh, against the Denver Nuggets for us. So uh, at 3.7, his salary dropped a little bit. I think he's intriguing tonight. 3,900 over there on DraftKings. But on FanDuel at 37, you know, he didn't didn't bust bust out yesterday by any stretch. You know, the minutes were a little bit confined to 18. I, I just wonder if that's a back end of a back-to-back situation. 23 fantasy points, though, in that 18 minutes. So maybe they look at it and said, hey, he gave us 10, 4, and 6. Uh, or 10, 10 boards, 6 rebounds, 4 blocks in just 18 minutes. Maybe we should play him just a little bit more. So I think he's intriguing today. If I'm rolling three lineups out there on FanDuel in the in the 300, which I probably am, I, I'd be shocked if I don't end up on one of him today for value. Um, we'll stay on the Lakers side. Clarkson blew up yesterday as well. Uh, you're looking at, what, 30-some-odd fantasy points, I believe, there, or 50-some-odd fantasy points last night. And, of course, you know, like an idiot, I jumped off some Jordan Clarkson for um, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, that pretty much blew up in my face. So... Uh, he's fine at 5,200. I think we'll see a little bit of a regression, but hey, 29th versus that point guard spot. He's the offensive catalyst in that second unit. Um, and yeah, Clarkson's okay at 5,2. Ingram at 4K. I, I hate Ingram as much as anybody, but he's just too darn cheap. 1,100 cheaper on FanDuel than DraftKings. That's a huge number. That stands out like a sore thumb. And, uh, and a game with a 230, a guy who's going to play 35 minutes, he should be able to get 25 fantasy points. We've got him projected at 21, and he still hits, uh, you know, kind of pops on the projection model for us. So uh, I like Brandon Ingram tonight. And even D'Angelo Russell, let down for him last night um, for sure. And, you know, that was where my exposure just didn't match up. But took 17 shots. That's what we look for. You know, the, the problem is I just didn't fall, didn't get to the free throw line, made one three-pointer. Um, but all in all, I think could have been much, much worse. Let's see previous games versus Denver. Uh, he only went for 47 fantasy points in that last game versus Denver game before that. Not so hot, but he only played 17 minutes and he's certainly going to play more than that today. So, uh, yes, D'Angelo Russell, again, thousand cheaper on draft game on FanDuel and Julius Randall. I mean, they're Vandal's begging you to stack this game up. 1K cheaper. I'm a little bit worried on the back to uh, the back to back here for Julius Randall. Um, considering he played 34 minutes last night. Um, previous, let's see, previous back to backs. Uh, let's see if we can find one here. Uh, was pretty good in this one. Sacramento and Phoenix went for 21 on the front end, 31 on the back end. There. Um, Let's see, uh, went for 17 and 31 minutes on the back end on the 14th and 15th and went for 30 on the back end, uh, Miami and Portland. So it doesn't seem to have too much of a deal, but was definitely high in minutes. 34 minutes, I believe, is looks like a not quite a season high, but that is near the peak of what he plays. So that concerns me a little bit here in a game that's going to have some tempo moving to altitude at Denver so that's the buyer beware back end of a back-to-back moving to altitude but FanDuel is just like giving those guys away on DraftKings uh probably easier to avoid some of them when you look at Russell at 7-7 Randall at 7-5 
Uh, Clarkson's pretty fair at 5,500. Zubak's pretty fair, um, but FanDuel for sure. Now, the Denver side of things, uh, Nikola Jokic, love him today. I mean, I think he is like lock and load 50 fantasy points. If I'm paying up for someone tonight, he's the guy that I want. Uh, I don't really see much downside in this matchup at all against the Lakers. Uh, went for 52 burger on the 17th of January versus, versus team. So, uh, yeah, let's lock and load some uh, some Nikola Jokic. There's plenty of value to make it work. Um, don't love kind of a lot of the other options potentially at power forward as well. So he's going to be highly owned, but I'm just going to bite. I'm just going to eat the chalk uh, with Nikola Jokic today. Got to keep our eye on some injuries though. Chandler, Nelson, these guys are kind of questionable tonight. If Chandler would sit, same with Fareed. I think Fareed's doubtful. Uh, if Chandler would sit, I think Gallo gets a huge bump. We've got him projected at 30. I'll move that to about 30. Hate to move it to 35 because he hasn't been there uh, for a while. But uh, I think the minutes are going to be so secure in a pace-up game at home that he's worthwhile um, at a look. Now, if Chandler plays today, it's really tough to roster to, to decide which one of these guys it's going to be. I hate to say, you know, play one on one team and one on the other, but that hasn't been the horrible strategy. They're not really killing you most days. Um, I think, obviously, we've seen greater upside in a guy like Wilson Chandler, but he seems questionable for Monday. And then Jameer Nelson. If Jameer Nelson would sit and we get some Jamal Murray in the starting lineup versus the Lakers, uh, that's going to give me a deposit you-know-what. He is uh, a guy that uh, I really like. Last game versus the Lakers, played 27 minutes, got you 21 fantasy points. Uh, Minutes haven't been huge lately, but, man, aggressive in what he's been. You know, 19 minutes, 10 shots. 17 minutes, 11 shots. 24 minutes, 15 shots. Um, You know, the assist number's not what we want. He's been at zero each of the last two games, but I actually think we can look at that as an outlier. He's 5-3-3-5 in the four games before that, so that's more likely what we're going to see. I just don't see the downside. We got him projected at 15 today, and I think we couldn't be more wrong with that. Even if Jameer Nelson plays today, uh, I think he's going to play. I think I set the projection for him at like 23, uh, 24. And at 3,800, that's not the worst thing in the world. And God forbid Nelson sits, and we might not know with this being a late game, if he's in store for 30 minutes or more then, you know, you got to play him. And, you know, Mike Malone's come out and said they want to play the rookie more. Well, get him on the freaking court, okay? Enough already. Stop talking and put him on the court. Put him on. Do what the Lakers are doing. Play your your young guys. Can't tell. I'm a little bit frustrated. Um, That's about it, though. Uh, I'm not really playing Jameer versus the Lakers at 5K. That's just too much, too. And like we said, I think his minutes are kind of trending in the wrong direction here today. Uh, so keep your eye on Will Barton, too, at 5,100. Could be a sneaky play. He's been losing run big time, 15, 20, 25 the last few games. I don't know if I'd play him in a $300 entry, but I'd certainly throw him in some cheaper ones just because, especially if, like, Gallo or, or more likely Chandler doesn't play tonight, he could tick up a little bit in minutes and uh, – and if he does, you know, 41 fantasy points for him that last game versus the Lakers, 9 for 16 shooting in 35 minutes. I don't know if they look back at previous games and were like, oh, Will Barton played really well this day. we got to get him in the lineup. They probably don't do that, um, but in the off chance that they do, 
Uh, keep your eye on Will Barton. I don't, I don't know why they're not willing to play him more. And also Wancho, by the way, if he would move into the starting lineup today at 3.5K, he could be pretty chalky. Um, looks like Fareed is out. I think the, uh, the outcome would be um, Chandler sits, Wancho moves into the starting lineup, maybe. Um, but still, that's gotta ha- we've got to have certainty on that because otherwise you're stuck with a 5 and 12 and 8 and 10-minute Wancho. You don't want that at 3,500. Uh, all right, that is going to do it for us today in terms of our game analysis. Quick reminder, if you haven't got the draft app, uh, I'm going to be doing the draft show today. Uh, I do Mondays with Big T and Crane. Be sure to join us for that at 3.30. But there's also some grinders bracket contest going on where we're giving away, I think, some extra swag. I know the $100 buy-in, if you've been trying to get an RG uh, t-shirt or gear or hat or something along those lines, I think you get one with your $100 entry into that tournament. Uh, I already got my entry in, not because I want the swag, it's because I want to beat you. So uh, definitely jump into that. Uh, draft is a whole lot of fun. Those bracket contests are great. And uh, hey, so look at that. If you could say it's a $15 t-shirt, there you go. Then you've saving yourself uh, you know, $15 on the entry and you get a t-shirt. I don't know. That doesn't really make any sense, but uh, just just roll with it. Uh, great, uh, great game, by the way. Use promo code GRINDERS, $500 or 100% bonus up to five or 600 bucks on that. I think it's uh, 600 So check that out. Uh, we'll be talking more about that this afternoon. Lots of other great Grinders live show. Prec- out, pre- uh, check out our premium content as well. We do premium shows for you for FanDuel and for DraftKings. Uh, anytime we got six games or more. So today we've got them. So definitely check that out. Uh, I'm out of here, but I'm back on XM tonight as well. Busy day. Podcast, Grinders Live, and XM all in one Monday. Can't get enough of me, I guess. But six to seven, uh, I'll join Beer Makers Fan, and uh, we'll hopefully give you some good advice, keep you up to date on all the news. Things have changed in terms of who I like. That's where you're going to hear it. Uh, but that does it for me today. Thanks so much for the listen to download FanDuel for putting their name on this very show. And we will chat again tomorrow here on the Road of Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. See you, everybody. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.